get it. He's like one of the only kind of nice billionaires. Like, why are people going after him? According to my friend, he's the biggest piece of shit in the world. I don't think so. No, I don't know about that. He's, uh... It's, this dude is, he's gone off the rails. I'd be friends with Bill. I'd be friends with Bill right now. Oh, hell isn't, yeah. Isn't when I'd he be like, died, hey man, can I borrow like 50 bucks? Isn't when he dies, he, uh, okay, he dies half, is it like half or 75% of his wealth goes to charity and his kids don't get any of it? Yeah, his kids will be like taken care of, kind of, Yeah, but yeah. not, not, I think they'll still have to have jobs if they're <laughs> old enough. Well, I think it's, uh, his kids get like a million dollars a piece. Fuck generational wealth. So, Adam, how have you been keeping yourself busy? Cody, I watched all <laughs> of this little series Uh-oh. on Amazon Prime called Hellier. Okay. I have all of it. I've tried to get into it. Good, bad. Listen, there is a lot of it that's good, okay? There is a lot of it that's good, and I like it. And I like that people believe it. And even a couple of it, I was like, hmm, maybe that's maybe I could get behind that. But the problem is the people. Like they're Bigfoot-esque type people, like kind of crazy. Kind They of. are fine. They seem grounded. The main <laughs> dude's fine. And they do the injured cold. And they're going all over the place. And they're all over West Virginia, Kentucky, Cincinnati, Ohio, all those places, mm. right? Ooh. And... There is so much that they could just cut right out, and they say everything twice. And when somebody says something, like they, they're interviewing somebody about magical stuff, they will tell them the answer, and then it'll cut away to a talking head of Greg, the main guy, saying the exact same thing. And then she told us it was going to be a summoning circle. Like It was like, yes, she just said that. I know you don't have to repeat that. Overall, not a bad show, but there is a lot of wasted time. I said... If somebody wants to pay me, I'll fucking cut that thing up into a watchable 120 minutes. It sounds like the Maggie Lent version of a documentary series. I'll make a Maggie Lent <laughs> version of that somehow. <laughs> no, I'm, turn saying, it I'm saying, remember how much she just keeps repeating the exact oh, same yeah, thing yeah. over oh, and over my. and over again? Took a spongy cock in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> We're gonna. I'm going to make sure next time we find... We find it maybe more. I'm going to proofread it. That's what I'm going to do beforehand. To make I thought sure. that was great. It was great, but maybe we can find one where it's a little uh, more articulate of an author. Maybe, maybe a little more. Maybe they had an editor. Maybe they quickly glanced over it a little bit. Let's talk about our Patreon right away before we get into the episode. Please You can do. go to Bumblebutt. Yeah, I say that wrong every <laughs> time. You can go to Patreon.com slash Podcast. We've gotten a huge influx of people since Hell yeah. we released Ooh. Bent Over by Bigfoot Part 2. We have. Can you, by the way, tell us who our newest Patreons are? Yes, we have Jessica joining the uh, cult or whatever we want to... What did we even call well, them? Well, that would be ripping off Creepy Real, That is true. But we have Bowling for Satan. Yeah. Well, okay, what is someone who just like... Okay, we obviously have our Bowling for Satan club members yeah if if you're thinking of a bowling league you have the all-star bowlers and then the bowlers right below them what would that be maybe? like the beat like the feeder league junior maybe. varsity yeah. junior varsity yeah. bowlers there Perfect. we go anyway we have jessica uh thank you very much for joining our patreon and we have jeanette thank you very thank much you. Yeah, thank and we you. have mandy ward 
uh, upped her pledge. My God, what I a psycho! You're, yes. so, you're so generous. Yeah, what a beast! Thank Man, you very much. Thank Mandy. you so much. Huge you're shouts. We're gonna get some goddamn microphone stands soon. Yeah, very it's gonna be soon. So hopefully, good. Uh, hopefully, I actually had to fill out our tax forms. Really? What? Yes. <laughs> so it was a little weird. I don't really even know what I'm doing, but I just put it under my name and I'm like, I think when I do my personal taxes, I can just kind of fold that in there oh, and yeah. see what happens. Did we lose anything? No, no, nice. we just have to file IRS paperwork. Hell yeah. That's Hell it. Yeah. So we, I mean, we've made it. We do Hands have to become government. an LLC pretty soon. Put I, that in an LLC. That was an option. But I'm like, we technically don't have one yet. I I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe yeah, we need a this tax is great. man. Maybe we need a tax. This man. is this is great. Stumble stumbling blindly is the first step to perfecting something. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll be all arrested for tax evasion. I'd prefer it. I bet we would get some boosts in our downloads if uh, we had some street cred. <laughs> if we had an arrest to our name. Uh, I, that means I should have probably put it under Jordan's name. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Send me to the Oak, Heart, Oak Park Heights maximum security. <laughs> I wouldn't last an hour. Oh, okay. I'm going to tell you, Adam. Uh, did you see my little post for you, Jordan? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so that movie is on Amazon Prime called the whaling i would highly recommend Adam. okay uh the whaling in. the whaling korean film all right excellent i'm on it uh bianca and i watched it today apparently she found out uh that's ari aster's favorite horror movie really apparently yeah our boy ari yeah i you know i love him i'm not gonna listen to him talk Ari's i love man. him <laughs> i'm just i was just saying today i'm gonna rewatch hereditary oh like tomorrow so good, so good. I, I absolutely love it my god so good but uh, hello everybody welcome to another episode of the bubble butt podcast the only podcast on the internet that uploads weekly even when neither of the hosts bring an episode <laughs> we're prepared this week i promise i did listen to that and it was fantastic <laughs> this week we're solid everybody's on board mm. my name is adam sitting across from me as ever is jordan hello jordan hello adam how is the new spot oh it is a fucking dream jordan's having fun in his new apartment oh yes awaiting not his new baby yep not uh getting uh sirens flying by every 20 minutes that's nice yeah neighbors playing cod or watching horror movies or something till three in the morning and it's coming through the floor <laughs> you could hear it through the floors oh it was insane we could hear them talking on their phone at uh, my oh. apartment i hear nothing oh, yeah. i don't know We're nice and quiet we, yeah we, okay. we don't hear a goddamn thing that's and beautiful. i love it and we have a working stove and everything now so you got now, a gas range? Uh, it is electric. Yeah, that but, sucks. But hey, any it, port it in a storm, it gets the job done. You can cook noodles now. Now, yes. now, how how much closer are you compared to Minneapolis? I think I'm like three miles closer. Okay, I was gonna say it's pretty equidistant. Yeah, he just basically moved from here to here. Yeah. The podcast couldn't see that, but yeah. <laughs> He drew his uh, he drew his finger in the air. If we're here, he was here. <laughs> now he's here. Yes, basically. <laughs> I figured it, maybe the traffic won't be as bad or something. 
Well, I mean, there's not really traffic right now, but no. Mm. One thing I love is not having to drive 15 minutes to go get groceries or anything. Mm. Yeah. Mm. High V, and soon as D spots selling, you'll be able to. They get are selling. Well, there you my go. <laughs> last uh, Saturday, while we were moving, my brother ordered us D spot. Beautiful. Oh God, it's Beautiful. so good. Beautiful. <sighs> Jerkalo, baby. I can work off some Jerkalo. Is that what you recommend, Jerkalo? That's my favorite. It sounds at pretty good. It sounds like Juggalo almost. Well, Sounds I'll, even better. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but... <laughs> Did yeah, you hit no, with a hatchet? Tossed in jerk sauce, and then they, like, drizzle buffalo sauce on it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. They got one, it's, like, my second favorite. I think it's the kamikaze. It's, like... <laughs> it's kind of racist. It's, like, uh... Yeah. Soy, <laughs> yes, it is. It's, like, soy sauce-based with, like, Thai chilies, horseradish, and, like, roasted garlic. Whew. I'll mess with that. I can mess with that. The horseradish gives a wasabi flavor, I imagine. Yeah, it is just insanely good. You know, real, 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 and they're, real quick. They're big fat wings, too. <laughs> that that whaling movie, I don't know if this is a common thing in Korea, but they had like a five-gallon drum of soy sauce outside of their house. The man who wishes he had a five-gallon drum <laughs> of soy sauce in front of his house is Cody. Hello, Cody. Hello. So, if that's true, then... That's the society I'm looking for. I mean, it's smart to buy in bulk, but yeah. Yeah. do they use that much soy sauce? It's in everything they I use, I mean, it right? sounds I like guess. a nightmare for your heart. Is that their salt? <laughs> is that what they use for salt? I think it is. Look, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If you're going to make a good marinade, don't use salt. Use soy sauce. Sure. Yeah, sure. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, there's two. Actually, I was thinking this while I was watching it, and I wanted to ask you because you... Uh, seem to enjoy Asian cultures. Um, what is it with Asian people fishing in movies? Why are their fishing poles so long? long? I yes. don't know. I don't know. First don't scene know. of the movie, he's got like a 15-foot fucking fishing pole, and it, I don't know why. It's every every one of their cultures. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Are we playing I javelin or are we fishing? Maybe you, it uh, is like increased sensitivity so you can tell when you're getting a bite. I, Maybe. Do they have monster fish there? Like, what? Well, it I is the ocean. I they have, are fishing off the ocean. I have watched river monsters or whatever, and they do have some gigantic fish there. Isn't that like an old-ass Australian guy who's like the host? He's British. Oh, he's, he's like, British. boy, okay. I'm from Australia. They, well, they did an episode in Minnesota. Did they? What was the monster here? Like, it, it, it was yeah, a, yeah. Well, it was up in Brainerd. It was a sturgeon. Oh, yeah. They can look scary. They my are, brother ju- my brother Nate just caught his first one like two weeks ago. Congrats, did you, Nate. Did you eat the eggs? Uh, no, because... <laughs> Caviar. Yeah, I know. No, he uh, catched and released it. Oh, okay. That's good, too. Mm, Although yeah. I have heard like the actual meat of sturgeons is delicious. I I don't know about a fish that's a scavenger and is like 90 years old. I don't, yeah, I dinosaur I'm fish? Fine. Yeah, I'm know. fine. I'm fine. I mean, uh, lake fish in general are pretty, like the idea of eating them is pretty gnarly, mm. but I'll do it anyway. Because I like, I <laughs> like walleye. I love walleye. I love walleye. I love sunny, perch, oh, yeah. all that. Yeah. Oh, fish, sign definitely. me right the fuck up. All right. Well, you're in charge of the Bumblebuff fish <laughs> dinner then, Joe. Fish fry. All Bumblebuff right. fish fry. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, Cody, let's get into this before we it. get angry. Angry yes, messages. Yes, yes, let's do it. Well, we, uh, I guess I have my own built-in intro, so I'll just jump into it here. Over the next few weeks, we are about to dive into another 
Big boy. Big boy. Not only in infamy, but also in overall circumference. Yeah, he's a tubby fuck, isn't he? <laughs> yes, I want he to is. say that, big boy. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> I bet him and Dan probably share the same body type. Same body type. Real quick, yeah. is Dan still alive? Oh, yes. Is he, he is. working? You know what he told me his dream is? So he, he plans on within the next few years, he's going to move into a rest home. Okay, that that's good. Cool. He, he's only in his 50s, so... I mean, they're 55 plus. Yeah. He as said long that's as his you, plan, I as guess. As long as you can get the senior discount at Perkins, you can move into a restaurant. Oh, yeah. It kind of sounded like that's his plan. I don't know if they're going to let you smart, uh, smoke whatever diamond menthols Ugh. or whatever the fuck he smokes. <laughs> oh. I don't know. In his half, he does oh. half cigarettes. The, too. like, pyramid one Pyramid, that's pyramid what he smokes, yeah. yeah. Well, good luck hey, to you, they're Dan. All, they're a whopping like six fifty a pack. <laughs> now he shares quite a few similarities with the last big boy we covered. That being, of course, Ed Kemper. Mm. But interestingly, his murder spree took place about two to three years earlier than Ed's, located directly north of California in the hipster capital of the world, Oregon. Uh, I know. Hip- Hipsters and psychos, yeah. Hipsters yeah. and psycho wood people. Well, okay. I was going to say, I don't know how they are in like the overall serial killer, whatever. What would you call it? Lo- geolocation, yeah, I, I guess. guess. I guess. Geo-map. He's like one. Uh, he's he's like the only one I can remember from Oregon. I'm sure there's more. He's definitely like when you pull up serial killers by yeah. location, he's yeah. the one that pops up for Oregon. Yeah. it's uh, A lot of them during this time was uh, California. Definitely. You know who... I after I wrote the Ed Kemper thing, I was thinking in my head, he's probably once we get into this, he's probably more like Charles Ng and Leonard Lake, who we have not covered yet. But oh, uh You know what I bring to friendship? Yes. Oh, I you know how they want to like capture people? Yeah. That's more this the guy torture, here. capture. Yes, yes. Force them to love you, maybe. Because right. that wasn't wasn't that part of Leonard Lake mm-hmm. and Charles Ng. They wanted like a completely submissive woman. Name Miranda and all this, and then eventually, crazy shit. eventually they'll love me if if I if I take away all their other options. Ah, so cringy. Anyway, this particular psychopath you wouldn't find at the local breweries, waxing his beard or bragging about some <laughs> shitty band he saw on a random Tuesday night in June. All right, well I'm feeling pretty attacked right <laughs> yes, now. You should. That's the point. Because when I did have my beard, that motherfucker got waxed, and I would sit at the breweries talking about shitty bands I saw. Weird. Almost as if Cody wrote it. Yeah, exactly. You'd probably find him sitting at home jacking off into stilettos. I still feel attacked. <laughs> you do that? <laughs> no. Are you a foot guy? No, I am not. You're not a foot guy. Okay. This individual would be given such nicknames as the Lust Killer or the Shoe Fetish Slayer, but this man's real name was, of course, Jerry Brudos. Jerry the Tubster Ooh. Brudos. <laughs> I'll say this. The actor who played him in Mindhunter... Fantastic. He was great. He is great. I love when he takes the shoe and just goes in the corner and jerks I, off into it. I mean, we're going to find out. That's what he did. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I want to shout out we the book I read was uh, The Lost Killer by Ann Rule, which I mentioned Excellent. last yeah. week. Uh, the Ted Bundy co-worker. She's a fucking amazing writer. So good. 
Also, what was it? The Devil Beside Me or something like that? Stranger Beside Stranger Me. Beside, yeah. That's the Ted Bundy one. And yeah. that just came up. That They talked about that on Hellier. Oh, so, did they? Synchronicities, man. Okay. All right. Mandela Effect. That's right. That book, <laughs> dude, that, okay, so this book's like 300 pages, pretty typical. I think The Stranger Beside Me is like 650. Jesus. Mm. Ooh, that's a beast. We'll have to get into it one day, but not, not today. Anyway. Not this day. Jerome Henry Brudos was born in Webster, South Dakota on January 31st, 1939 to Eileen Brudos and Henry Brudos. Mm, couple of fucking, that's it's definitely the, some South Dakota names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eileen and Henry. It's an interesting spelling of Eileen, too. That's how I would spell it. You yeah, that's so? that's the standard spelling of Eileen. You think? Okay, that's yeah. how you so, spell. So you're Come saying on, Eileen. Eileen Warnos. Eileen Warnos is, Aileen. is different. Yeah. Okay, well, you don't see this name too often. I've only known no. one in my entire life. Yeah, so. I, yeah. I mean, 1939. Maybe <laughs> things are different. A lot more Eileens running around. Yeah. No, Eileen was known to be a very strong unemotional, domineering, and apathetic woman who, as we will find out shortly wasn't particularly fond of her son Jerry. Mm. Henry Brudos was a small man coming in at five foot four inches. Oof. Which is weird because Jerry would end up being over six foot tall and I believe in his uh his prime about three hundred pounds. Yeah. yeah maybe like two fifty. Yeah. Big, big, big His big dad boy. must be Henry must be barrel chested. Like he must be He's a just thick rotund in the middle. man, yeah. Yeah. He's from South Dakota. I mean, yeah. isn't that common? Yeah. Farm, he's, farm he's got that corn-fed build. <laughs> mm -hmm. But Henry was definitely a hard worker. Henry usually would operate the family farm uh, they were living on at the moment, as well as having a full-time job in the town. Ooh, that's insane. That's what we call a work ethic there, boys. That's 60 hours a week on your farm if you're lucky, plus a 40-hour-a-week job. Too, too yeah. much. I don't want no part of that. I don't want to ever farm a day in my life. <laughs> Thank See, you, I'd, farmers. I'd like to have a little hobby farm. Hobbies farm's different, well, I Well, I mean, assume. you know, to raise some cattle that, you know, I can... Send to the slaughterhouse and, you know, have a little no, bit of a field for, for, for a garden. For you, you got to show them at like a 4-H fair. Yeah. That's a Jordan activity. That's yeah. my hometown. <laughs> got to 4-H it. Now, I say living on at the moment because for some reason the Brudoses were moving from place to place constantly. While not sharing the same height as his father, one thing he certainly did share with Henry was his severe temper. <laughs> Henry Brudos was known to be easily offended and would quickly become hostile if he believed someone was taking advantage of oh him. Oh my yeah, Typical little man syndrome. I was just going to say, you know, little man syndrome. There, five foot four. One of our Patreon's brothers is okay. is this to is a him. T. Oh my gosh. Oh. Just can't do a, can't, can't go on with a bit and if he does something nice for you, if you don't thank him, he'll... <laughs> He'll fucking be furious. Okay, how long have you known this said person? 29 years. Okay, look, after a lot, you give them like a six month to a year grace period. If they don't understand the humor of the group, I don't know, it might, yeah. be, yes. it might be hopeless yeah, yeah. at that That's point. it. That's it. If it wasn't family, I'm sure it would be. <laughs> now, the Brudoses had a son prior to Jerry named Larry. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Jerry Larry. <laughs> That's like Michael and Pikel from Rick and Morty. 
<laughs> this is just tor- I don't know. I guess it was a different time. That's just mean. <laughs> Jerry and Le- what a dick, man. I feel technically like- it's Larry and Jerome. Technically, yeah. come on. But- I'm sure his name was Larome or something. <laughs> I mean, but that's Lawrence. the kind of shit that I think they did like back then, and even like our grandparents' generation. It's creepy. I, uh, yeah, I- because. On my dad's side, him and all of my aunts and uncles, their names start with J. Okay. And so did my grandpa that's Fox's. A, that's not as bad, but when you're rhyming your kids' names, don't do it. It's no good. No, don't. Please don't do it. While I can't find an exact age difference between Larry and Jerry, <laughs> it seems to be approximately about three years. Uh, I've noticed something. The, the Brudos is... Don't want anything to do with Jerry after oh, he yeah. gets arrested. So yes. it's like their whole family record's been wiped out. So, dear Larry, I miss you, <laughs> son Jerry. Maybe this is uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Larry, who's the comedian on HBO? Larry David. Was it Larry David? Yeah. No. Curb your enthusiasm. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. I for some reason I was thinking of Dennis Miller. I don't know why. <laughs> I was like, maybe this is Dennis Miller. Very Miller's, different. Maybe this is Dennis Very Miller's different. secret life. I don't know how I got it. His secret life is he's Larry Brudos. <laughs> anyway. Now Larry would always be considered to be the favorite. All right. He was intelligent, calm, and almost never got got into any trouble. Hell yeah. Probably not good looking because Jerome was also not good looking. Uh, probably. Well, I, you never know. I'm, Henry's probably not good either. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, one of the main reasons believed that Eileen was so rotten and mean to Jerry was because they would have much preferred him to have been a girl. Sure. Uh, Instead, they had received a red-haired, blue-eyed baby boy. Uh, well, that, sounds, that sounds yeah. like uh, Ed Ginn, too. Ed Ginn, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and his mom was a psycho, mean, apathetic <laughs> jerk. She, uh, Eileen is very mean. Very mean. <sighs> now, around the time Jerry had reached the age of five, the Brudosis had decided to pack up and moved to Portland, Oregon. Now, because this was during World War II, apparently finding a job was quite easy for them, so their family was far from struggling financially. Now, while in Portland, Jerry's parents had apparently just allowed him to roam around freely. Mind you, he's literally five fucking years old. And all the psycho killers are off fighting the Germans, right? <laughs> huh, they yeah. all got drafted. You know what? Are yeah. all the pedos gone? I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and Jerry just so happened to wander into a junkyard and stumble upon something that just absolutely captivated him. A corpse. <laughs> a pair of woman's high heels. Oh. Something he hadn't seen before because as Jerry would later say... His mother, being very a very traditional woman, wouldn't be caught dead wearing high heels. Sure, she was. She's flats only. Yeah, for the Lord. She, I, he doesn't mention religion at all, but I have a feeling that's what they are. Yeah. Sure. She's very conservative. Now, these particular junkyard heels were constructed of shiny patent leather mm. with open toes, mm. open heels, and thin straps uh, to encircle the heels. Oh. My. They, they sound sexy, right? Yeah, that sounds pretty baller. I'd come in them. <laughs> <laughs> sure. They were a little worn out, and one of the rhinestone-studded decorative clips was missing, but Jerry 
who wasn't about to leave these beauties in the junkyard for someone else to claim. These are my junkyard heels. <laughs> Every time I now refer to anything as a junkyard something, all I can think about is that episode of It's Always yeah, Sunny in Philadelphia. Cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I call my cat a junkyard cat. And they're like, that cat's way too clean to be a junkyard cat, dude. <laughs> so Jerry snatched him up and brought him home. Jerry, being naturally fascinated with the shoes, would put them on and prance around his house. Mm-hmm. I'm it- a fancy little boy. <laughs> Jordan, I gotta ask, did you, have you ever done this? I tried them on. Yeah. Did you? Okay. Did Who you prance it? around your house? No. Well, no, because I could barely walk in them. Yeah, I couldn't I actually don't, stand up. I actually don't think my mother actually owned any. Your mother's Eileen. I, You're I, Jerry. I could see her reason being because she, Larry. she has an uneven hip, and uh, she like... Uh, can't walk in them. That's what I would assume. That wouldn't. But... Be, yeah, that's not going to be good for the gait. No. When you're trying to walk on stilettos <laughs> no. when you already got a bum hip. Now, at least he was doing this until his mother Eileen stumbled upon him in his brand new high heels. Mm. Eileen was outraged mm. at Jerry. She yelled at him and scolded him, making sure to reinforce just how wicked of a boy he was. Uh, Eileen no. demanded that Jerry... Return those shoes to the junkyard and never, ever do something like that again. Now, according to Jerry, he just couldn't understand why his mother was so upset about this. The shoes were clearly at the dump and nobody wanted them, right? While he told uh, his mother, while he was told to get rid of the shoes, Jerry decided to just hide them instead. But eventually... Eileen caught him for a second time parading around in his beloved heels. Not good. This time, though, Eileen burned the shoes and forced Jerry to stay in his room for a very long time. It's not good when your boner is... Your boner is connected to your mom calling you wicked. No. That is not a good thing. That's real bad. Here's the thing. We're going to learn about it in a moment here, but, like, he's five years old. Yep. Like, how much sexual It's probably not even sexual. Yeah, I was going to say. He's just like, I'm a pretty girl prancing around. That's what I did in my mom's heels when I was that age. Can you get a boner at five? I don't know. If you can, it's an ineffective <laughs> nuisance. You don't know what it's for or why it's there, but it's like, annoying. Like I feel like when I was five years old, five years old, I saw the NES for the first time. And, like that was my high heels. Apparently, sure. Guess, so that's what made you, yeah. get your rocks. Can you imagine? I was playing. Did your mom call you a wicked boy? No, for I was going to say I'm <laughs> playing Mario or something, and she comes in. You wicked son of a bitch! Turn that off. And she just lights it on fire in front of me. I think I'd be fucked up. I think I would be fucked up. Yeah, it was 1944. <laughs> they didn't have Nintendo. This was his Nintendo. Yeah. What? A, they're just letting him wander around. Of course, he's gonna pick up trash. Yeah. yeah. That's just how it is. Now, apparently, after Jerry was released from the confines of his room. He ran to the nearby neighbor woman, who he saw as very pretty, soft, and unlike his mother, was actually nice to him. Jerry liked to pretend this woman was actually his real mother. Mm. Unfortunately, this kind neighbor woman also suffered from diabetes and appeared to succumb to her illness when Jerry was still a very, very young child. So he had the same emotional reaction to losing a parent that mm, yeah, he because looked he, at her as he, a parent. We don't know her name or anything, but he was so connected to her because she was nice and his mother was not nice. 
Now, why this is important is because around the exact same time, Jerry had a young female friend who was also about five years old whom he would play with. What Jerry didn't realize at the time was she was dying from tuberculosis. Oh, oh. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, at, with the, the deaths, deaths of these two important figures, apparently it caused an insane amount of grief uh, within him for a very, very long time, which well, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, you're going to shut down. Now, I was wondering, if you have TB, you can't be around other people, right? No. Yeah, because it's uh, spread by, like, breathing. Yeah, but I, I was like, are they just letting him play? No questions asked with a girl? Maybe they didn't know. Yeah, She might have had an N95 mask. <laughs> In 1940-something? I don't, I don't know, 44? Maybe, maybe it was quick. Maybe it came on quick. I don't know. The, the book really goes into detail about, like, how pale her skin was and everything, Ugh. so... Terrible disease. I'm glad we don't have to worry about that or shit anymore. It's pretty much taken care of. Yeah. Now, around the time Jerry would be entering the first grade, his family once again had packed up and moved to Riverton, California. Mm. According to Jerry, his first grade teacher was a very pretty young later lady. Later. <laughs> <laughs> I get tongue-tied them. I mean, yeah, she was probably I a very pretty young later. <laughs> Who, of course, wore those intoxicating high heels. Okay, my first grade teacher, I can remember her now. She was an absolute bitch. Really? And I don't think she would be caught dead wearing high heels. Well, wasn't she a nun? Mm, Okay, I had nun in second grade and fifth grade. Oh. so The rest were civilians? (laughs) The rest were normies. Wow. Who were probably more psycho than the nuns. Probably, probably. Did you do you remember any of your young teachers wearing yeah, high heels? I do. Okay. Uh, my right. my first grade teacher was young, pretty okay. f- like twenty four or something. Oh, my okay. uh, my mom ended up doing daycare for her for a long time. Hell yeah! All right. How about you, Jordan? Uh, well, in a, no, or were they, you drunk they're... the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> no, they were mainly like middle aged or older women at our school. I you think. were the, the did you go to Luther school all through then? No, uh, okay. I didn't go to private or like lutheran school until eighth grade so okay so we've had reverse lives apparently. yeah no <laughs> and- my first grade teacher she was probably like 55 at the time and just a kind old woman mm. i i believe it was mrs mountain well thank you miss mountain i know you appreciate listening. you anyway now she always kept Two pairs on hand of high heels to switch if her feet got tired, or apparently if she had an important date afterward. Uh, This, of course, captivated young Jerry. He would sit and just stare at his teacher's succulent feet. (laughs) You couldn't use another word? No. Or just say stare at his teacher's feet? Nope. We are entering the world of Jerry Brudos, and we need to feel what he is feeling. All right. I'm in. Okay. Succulent like some baby back ribs. You (sighs) suck the meat out of a crab leg. He wants to suck the meat out of her feet here. I could go for some crab legs. (laughs) His fascination would finally reach a boiling point, and Jerry decided he just had to have those fucking shoes. Mm. So, he would steal a pair of her high heels and stash them away under some blocks in the play area, (laughs) intending to take them home after school. But, of course, some little brown noser found the shoes... Turn them back into the teacher. <sighs> Mrs. Ferminer, I found your shoes in the block. Little shit. For some reason, a few days later, 
Jerry decided to just confess to his thievery. What a dipshit. (laughs) Now, his teacher wasn't mad. She was just more confused. She asked Jerry, Why on earth would you want my shoes, Jerome? Jerry didn't take this very well. He turned red as a tomato and just ran out of the room. (laughs) He's very, that's his thing. He turns red, runs out of the room. When Jerry reached the second grade, things weren't getting much better for him. He would end up failing the second grade. And the reason for that seems to be because he was sick constantly. Mm. Firstly, he had contracted measles and had frequent sore throats accompanied by swollen glands and laryngitis. Sounds like he needs his tonsils out. That's what it sounds like to me. Did they not know this at this time period? I don't know. I know they did. Were they still using ether at the time to knock people out? (laughs) Probably. Apparently, it sounds like a swarm of bees is coming into your head, and then you wake up later. Ooh, that's what it's like to get high on ether. I learned about it from that documentary, uh, Fear and Loathing. Yeah, Fear and Loathing. (laughs) (laughs) Secondly. He would have several toe and finger operations to, to treat uh, fungus infections around his nails. Wow. Ugh. Gross. Thirdly, he would have to have two operations on his legs because his veins were ballooning and not functioning properly. What? Second kind of, grade. Second grade. What kind of fucked up genes does his family have? Seriously. I don't know. Seriously, that's fucking strange. Is it? That's not varicose veins, right? I don't think I those don't are. Know. I, I think don't think varicose those are, veins are just like they're dark and you can see them. Yeah, I think that's just a cosmetic thing. I don't think yeah. that's like a he- health problem. From what I was getting is like they were expanding, and but they weren't pumping blood like they Ugh. should have. So maybe Weird. they removed them, put them back in there. I don't know. The fourth, that's fucked up. The fourth problem uh, Jerry had is something that he that will end up haunting him his entire life. Migraine headaches. Mm. Oh, God. Oof. Even at such a young age. They would get so bad it would cause him to vomit and sometimes even blinded him due to the pain. Now, the school believed because Jerry could not uh, seem to comprehend the basics of reading and writing on top of the headaches. He probably just needed glasses. Right, right. (laughs) Honestly, I got glasses in second grade. Did you? I did. That's probably around when I got them, too. you, You know those little projectors? I kept asking the teacher if I could sit closer because I couldn't see. And then she calls, like, hey, I think your kid needs glasses. Oh, wow. So, wow. Yeah, that was a good teacher. Thank you yeah. very much. Man, I miss those projectors. <laughs> I had a teacher once that thought if you put the sheet over it, it would make it transparent underneath. And that was a funny day when oh, we all roasted the God. hell out of her. <laughs> she put up a regular piece of paper and just put a clear sheet over it. And it was like, why isn't this working? <laughs> So he obviously would be prescribed glasses, but they didn't seem to do anything because he didn't actually need glasses. (laughs) Uh, Jerry had an average IQ, but just seemed to be perhaps a little slow and perhaps just completely uninterested. Yeah. Now, I mentioned earlier that Jerry had an older brother named Larry. And after this particular series of events, it seemed to really shine a light on the favoritism Larry received, which created a bit of uh, jealousy towards Larry. Could see it. During the school incident, apparently they just couldn't understand how it was possible that Jerry wasn't doing well with his studies when his brother Larry had went through school 
with straight A's. That's a ridiculous Ooh. trap to fall this, in. <laughs> this seems like 50s education. I'll tell oh, you why, because we're different people, even <laughs> though our names are Larry and Jerry. They're like, Larry's so fucking smart. Why are you so stupid, uh. Jerry? So I guess apparently that's how it is. Anyway, and of course, Eileen always treated Larry better than Jerry. If Larry decided to just not do the chores assigned to him, Eileen would let him skip, him, skip them, claiming that Larry was exceptional. He was gifted, and he needed that time to study. He couldn't be bothered with those fucking chores. Oh, yeah, his brain's way too powerful <laughs> yeah. to be weighed down by doing exactly. the dishes. There's one part we're going to get here with uh, Larry. I can't wait till we get there. You guys are going to love it. I'm, I'm stoked. But if Jerry tried to do the same thing, he would be fucking scolded. In fact... He would be scolded and yelled at for even the most minor of things. Larry and Jerry's father both knew that Eileen had it out for Jerry, but they themselves seemed to be afraid of Eileen and wouldn't dare interfere. And on top of that, Jerry's father worked so much that he was he was rarely around anyway. So. Listen, this is mothers, though. I, That's what mothers do. They scare mothers? all mothers. They scare everyone into not wanting to go against them. It's right, how I mean, mothers work. I had a nice mother. As we go towards Mother's Day, remember, mm. mothers love fear. <laughs> what do you want I to don't send think a box? My mom does. <laughs> a send a box of a picture of you afraid. Is that what you want? A nice do portrait it. of you terrified of her. You <laughs> and your family being spooked as hell. Yeah, everybody remember the day this comes out. I think is Mother's Day yes. or is it Monday? Sure is. No, no it's Sunday. Sunday. It's always so, on a Sunday. Hey, look. You and your mother sit down, have a nice takeout Don't, dinner, yes. and listen to this goddamn Skype episode. Each other. Skype each other. And listen to this show. But don't see your mother. Now, whether it was this series of events or some other reason, Jerry's behavior would take a turn for the worse. The night in question, uh, the Brudoses had invited over some friends who just so happened to have a teenage daughter yeah. they brought with them. Said teenage daughter just so happened to be wearing high heels, which immediately got Jerry's attention. Sure. Now, the teenage girl decided that she wanted to take a nap, and they told her, sure, go ahead. In fact, why don't you go ahead and use Jerry's bed? Well, they just p kicked him out of his own room? Yeah. <laughs> take Jerry's bed. Don't worry about it. I'm just wondering, is it normal for a teenage girl to wear high heels? I when, don't know. At, like, a friend I, uh, event? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Let us know, Please. Please. With Jerry being so obsessed with those high heels, he would creep into his room where she was sleeping. When he gazed upon the bed, he noticed that one of the girl's heels was poking through the loose weave in the blanket. Why would she still wear... <laughs> apparently she passed out with her shoes on, I don't know. Which apparently was extremely erotic to Jerry. Unable to control himself, he tried to remove the shoes as she slept, but of course... She woke up and took notice of what he was doing, screamed, and demanded to get the fuck out of the room. Sure. Natural. I don't know why you'd pass out in high heels. That no. seems uncomfortable. Take him off. And how dare <laughs> she yell at him to get out of the room? It's his room. And she's putting her fucking shoes all over his bed. <laughs> Go nap on the fucking couch like a regular person. Jordan, can you imagine? You see a little, the, the tip of the high heel going through a blanket, and you just like almost come. Could you imagine? I, I cannot. <laughs> Could you imagine that? I can't imagine that. I'm sorry. Anyway, now, what is really interesting about this event and other events uh, involving shoes and his sexual urges 
was they had all taken place before, well before Jerry had reached the age of puberty. On top of that, talking about sex was a forbidden topic in the Brudos' home. Ooh. Hell, even showing any sign of affection was a rare occurrence. That's so like when his dad gets home, do, do him and his mom just, like, shake hands? I'm guessing they had sex twice to have the kids, and that was it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. They said no kissing, no hugging, no touching each other, nothing. No hand-holding. Nothing. Hats on the back. Nothing. Unless it's fucking Larry. All right, you guys are going to roast me here. But, of course... Being a farm-raised boy, he certainly had observed the animals having sex. Oh, well, I can't do it now that you called it out. You <laughs> I, diffused this, it. The second I was reading this, I'm like, oh, my God, this is me. Yes, here. yes. Although he claimed he, he never understood how humans engaged in intercourse. He knew how animals do it, but he could never understand how humans do <laughs> it. Interesting. When the young boys at school would make sexual jokes, which included one particular gut splitter involving a girl sliding down a banister, <laughs> Jerry would just stand there dumbfounded and couldn't understand the punchline. Oh. I actually included the joke here. Do you guys know this joke? Go for it. Okay. Man calls home before leaving his office, asks his wife to slide down the banister. Here's the punchline. To get his dinner warmed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah boy, you're done. <laughs> I don't know if the, those kids were that clever, but uh, whatever. That's pretty good. Why this is important is as a young man, Jerry could never make the connection between the high heels and his own sexual de desires and could never understand why his mother got mad at him for taking the shoes from the dump, why his teacher was puzzled that he took her shoes, and why the teenage girl got mad at him for trying to take her high heels. Of course. It was all a big mix-em-up in his fucking head. All of them were different <laughs> concepts, and he didn't get that they were actually all the same because yeah. his fucking psycho mother refused to tell him about sex or bring it up we're, at all. We're going to learn he his sex education seems to start at about twenty plus years old. Jesus, not great. That's healthy. And with most burgeoning serial killers, his negative behavior continued to in intensify. Now I am not sure the exact age, but it appears not too long after the last incident, the family once again had packed up and this time moved to Grants Pass, Oregon. So just up and down the West Coast. Yep. It's just all taking that's, the PCH. That's I was gonna literally say, just all in the PCH, do. bruh. I don't know why. I really don't know why, but North that's Dakota, what they do. Oops. South Dakota sucks, <laughs> so they're just like, fuck it. Hmm. We're going to go on the West Coast forever, bro. Summer of love, but, 1953, bro. But you think, like, moving all the time would be annoying. I don't know. Well, but, I don't yeah. know. Think about of mice and men times. Mm. Those people were roving laborers. They would just walk from farm to farm, work and work. Maybe this was this is a hangover of that time. Okay. It could be. could be. Anyway. Now, at their new house in Grants Pass, Jerry's new neighbors just so happened to be a house full of daughters. God now, <laughs> damn it. This is a powder keg for this miscreant. Oh, yes. This gets creepier. Hold on. Now, apparently, Jerry and one of the neighbor girl's brothers would sneak into his sister's bedroom and start playing with the girl's clothing. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Cody I mean, did it to Shayna. We all know it. Look, I, I, I said this. While this is fairly innocent in terms of activities young boys do 
why this is important is Jerry would start to extend his sexual fetishes from just high heels to brassiers, panties, girdles, and garter straps. So he likes lingerie. Right. Jerry said he enjoyed the feeling of soft soft clothing. It does feel amazing. You he can buy it. soft clothing as a man. But but girls' stuff is forbidden. Hold on. In 1950, you can <laughs> buy comfortable clothing yeah, they for probably men. had fucking silk. Nah, I don't, I don't think they had MeUndies. Well, no. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm wearing right wait, now. Wait, do you, so you am have MeUndies? I'm wearing them right now. Yeah, Are so, they comfortable? They're the yeah, best. they're the best. I have them on, okay. too. I wish they would sponsor right. us. They'd give us free ones. I, oh, I, I would them. love some free MeUndies. I want a Bumblebutt-flavored MeUndies. I, I, I always seem to, like, tear my underwear. So are they, like, good? Strong. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're made out of micromodel, which is three times softer than cotton. I feel like I you've finally, heard this commercial way too many yes. times. <laughs> I blew out my first pair of MeUndies like a month ago, and I've had them since basically when I started at Walzer. That's, so. a, good, that's a good run. That's a good pair of underwear. <laughs> anyway, when Jerry was around the age of 13, the family again packed up and moved to the town of Wallace Pond, Oregon, located near Salem. Ooh. Now, while... While here, the golden child himself, Larry, was around the age of 16, and with being a pubescent boy, began to get his own interest in girls. He started to collect 1950s pinup pictures and apparently liked to draw pictures of Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. Mm, Always wearing those pantsuits and high Mm. heels and looking fresh to death. Oh, yeah. As no surprise, Lois Lane was drawn naked and generally wearing high heels. Hell yeah. This is the part where I couldn't quit laughing about Golden Child Larry is making his own porno. Hell yeah. I love oh, it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Being that Eileen was staunchly opposed to anything sexual, naturally Larry would try to hide his nudies by keep keeping them locked up in a box. Jerry... Being naturally curious, ended up picking said lock. Yeah, don't get a lockbox. <laughs> kids are always going <laughs> to get it. Too obvious. Yeah. It's too obvious. Well, Larry then got to enjoy the sight of all these naked girls, and it just so happened that Eileen busted Jerry with Larry's pictures, and Jerry would have to pu- face the punishment that followed. Mm. To Jerry's credit, though, he did not even attempt to rat out Larry. Mm. Stand up, brother. It's a good brother Stand-up right brother. there. Not that they would have believed Larry was capable of being involved in such deviant behavior anyway. <laughs> yeah, maybe not so much stand-up and more so this will get this over quicker <laughs> yeah, if I just take the blame for yeah. it. Yeah, They're not going to believe. I mean, yeah, poor Jerry. He knows where he stands. Now, when Jerry reached the grand old age of 16, he had woke up one morning after noticing... There was something gooey on his bed sheets. Oh, no, the dog was drooling. Hold on. <laughs> a nocturnal emission, or sex dream, or nightfall, or sleep orgasm. Nightfall. I was looking up all these terms for this. <laughs> Apparently, that's one of them. A sleep nightfall. Sleep orgasm. Yeah. That's not as uh, romantic as a nightfall. Obviously, we know the most common term, a wet dream. Never yes. had one. Neither have I. I don't think any of us have. We all started baiting at the right time. Mm. Yep. 
I think they're just made up. <laughs> for I could see it for Jerry because boy, he's got to be back the hell up. Oh yes, he doesn't know of anything about sex. He doesn't know why high heels make his weenie stiff mm -hmm. as a rod. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say I don't think he even knows what an erection is. Mm -mm. So it's like, it's funny why me hard? It's funny you mention that because we're gonna the wet dreams are gonna come back in a second here. Okay. Now, as we know, this is completely natural. Unless you're Jordan. But Eileen <laughs> didn't share that same view. When she found the stained sheets, she lost her shit and tore into Jerry. Mm -hmm. She would force him to clean his own sheets by hand and then force him to sleep without any bedding. On a 1950s gross mattress, right. I'm sure. It's probably got, like, straw poking through it yeah. and stuff. It's probably, yeah, it's probably got springs popping out of it. Not They're moving great. all the time. It can't be a quality mattress. But but think about this. Like, you had a wet dream that's embarrassing enough, I would assume, and your mother is punishing you for having one. That's got to be true. That's got to fuck your psyche oh, up yeah. there. There's no question. After this, according to Jerry, he started to create bizarre fantasies of getting revenge. Jerry apparently worked for days on end, digging a hidden tunnel on the side of a hill that was located near the farm. His fantasy was to abduct a girl and force her to stay in the tunnel. There we go. In his mind, he could just force her to do anything he wanted. There we go. Now, apparently at the age of 16, Jerry still didn't fully understand how sexual intercourse worked. Oh, God. But he did know that the thought of a captive woman begging for mercy sexually excited him. Charles Ng and Leonard Lake, just right like there. you said. It's it's like he doesn't understand sex, like you say. He doesn't understand why he likes the heels, and he doesn't understand why he likes the thought of women begging for yeah. their. They're life all or different cities connecting his head, yeah. corrected like by a strange highway and he yeah. can't connect any of it. I, it. It's very strange. Like he just needs to build one bridge. Build a bridge. How about, how about this? Let's just have even minor sexual education in schools. That's all we yeah, need. Right there you here. go. Be like penis goes in vagina. <laughs> now on top of just the secret tunnel, Jerry started to do something he would do end up doing for the rest of his life. And that was, Stealing underwear, bras, and shoes from his neighbors. That's from Animal House. Is it? Well, Penny Ray. Is yeah, Animal yeah. House actually a documentary about <laughs> Jerry Bruno? Jim Belushi. It was. really is. Or John <laughs> really Belushi. Is. Which one was it? Uh, John. Yeah, he's dead. R.I.P. Because Jim Coco had that amazing according show according to Jim. To Jim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Stop. <laughs> oh. No, anyway. He would take these and enjoy them at his own leisure, obviously. Mm, yes. Again, the family packed up and moved to another farm located in Corvallis. Oregon. Yeah, I've heard of Corvallis. There's some I... strange cryptid shit in Corvallis. Really? Yep. Okay. Maybe we need to look into that. Now, uh, Jerry would be around 17 years old at this point, and his brother Larry was attending college at Oregon State University studying Go electronics. Ducks. Are they the Ducks? OSU? No, that's just Oregon. Oh. Is that Oregon? Okay. Well, I'm sure I can't Oregon State is okay. Is. I'm sure it's fine. They're, oh, I'm sure I, it's fine. I think they have some kind of real goofy mascot, mm. if I remember right. Is it a stoner? No, I think... <laughs> it's, it's just like, a doper? No, there's some school where it's like the celery stalks are just... Oh, boy. Not Ooh, like that, that, but one. it's something ridiculous, and it might be them. The shit on a log. What do they call that? 
Ants on a log. Ants on a log. <laughs> I, I feel like my mommy's called shit, sh- shit on a it. stick. Oh, shit on a shingle is like the chipped that, beef on toast. Yeah, that shit is actually amazing. It anyway, really is. While in Corvallis, Jerry continued to steal shoes and garments from his neighbors and then returned to his room hmm. to fondle them and, of <laughs> course, masturbate while caressing them. Yeah. Interestingly... Jerry could not achieve an orgasm by doing this. In fact, the only time he had ever had an orgasm was during the wet dream he had a year prior. Oh, oof. That is not a good sign. <laughs> He's living a life of edging. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yes. A life of blue balls. In Oregon State is the Beavers. Okay. Ah, okay. Yes, I should know that. I yeah. feel like the Vikings drafted someone from there. I feel I could be wrong. I don't hmm. know. Anyway. But there was one thing Jerry really wanted outside of his collection of clothes, and that was to see a real-life girl naked. Yes, that's, I mean, that's what all of us want in life. I mean, there's probably a strip club. He's 17. Yeah, he can't get in. He's 17. This is the 50s. You could sign up for war at 12. I think you'd be like, I just want to see some titties, Mm. mister. And they'd let you in. Yeah. All right, kid. Five minutes. (laughs) Keep your hands out of your pocket. So in the summer of 1955, he had snuck into the bedroom of an 18-year-old girl and, of course, stolen her clothing. But Jerry decided to hatch an overly complica- complicated plan to see this girl naked. I, I would love to see how he fucks this thing up. Oh, my God. It's insane. So he started by approaching the girl and informed her that he could help her get her missing clothing back. He- oh, he claimed he was actually working with the police on this case of missing clothing. Whoa. <laughs> Obviously, the girl was apprehensive at first, but figured since Jerry was nothing more than a young red-haired doughboy, he didn't pose much of, a, much of a threat. So Jerry said, come over to my house at night and I'll help you get your clothing back. Hmm. Obviously, Jerry did this when neither his mother or father were home and Larry's obviously at college. I yes, feel like Larry's his dad wouldn't have cared if he was home. Oh, absolutely. Henry wouldn't have gave a shit. No. Well, when the night in question came, he heard a knock at the door and Jerry yelled, Up here! Come up here! <laughs> so she made her way up the dark stairwell of the farmhouse. When she reached Jerry's room, He was nowhere to be found, but suddenly a tall figure wearing a mask popped out, wielding a large knife, and said, Take off your clothes or I'll cut you. (laughs) Do it! He then pressed the knife against her throat. Obviously, the girl was terrified and began to remove her clothing. Now, she knew this entire time it was Jerry. Of course. But because he had a knife, and, and she did as he had asked. Now naked, the masked man pulled out a cheap camera and made her pose for pictures. Lots of pictures in all sorts of positions. After he was finished, he told her to turn around and the masked man ran out of the room. Now the girl frantically put her clothes back on and was getting ready to run out. When all of a sudden, Jerry came running into the room breathing heavily and said... Hey, uh, are you okay? <laughs> I was on the bar and somebody came along. I couldn't see who it was. He locked me in. I just managed to break out. Did you see anyone around here? Oh, this guy is such a fucking idiot. God, he is such a fucking moron. She, she just shook her fucking head and ran the fuck out of there. Oh. Now, in Jerry's mind... 
he had just pulled off the perfect crime. Smooth. Fun. He's so smooth. <laughs> yeah. But she knew it was him, obviously. It just seems like she never reported him to the police. Later, she would say, I knew who he was at the time. I wasn't fooled by that mask and his phony story about being locked in the barn, but I was afraid of him. I was scared if I told I was scared if I told he would find out and he would kill me. Mm. I mean, to be honest, we have to that is true. Yeah. He's yeah. got a fucking you, knife. You got a knife to your throat, you're gonna do the whatever mask, the fuck they say. The mask was worthless because she went to his house. So it's like, just hold a knife to her throat and tell her to get naked. You don't need to put on a charade. I'm assuming the mask with his, like, chubby cheeks and his red hair probably sticking out of the top of it. Yeah, his Bozo the Clown hair. I want to know what kind of mask it was. I assume a ski mask, right? Mm. I mean, I don't know. Did they have those back then? Oh, yeah, I'm sure they did. Anyway, when Jerry finally got said pictures developed, he got to enjoy finally seeing a real naked woman. Jerry said this. About his first impression of seeing a naked woman. She looked awful funny. (laughs) (sighs) Apparently he didn't like it as much as he thought. Well, if... (laughs) Hey, the first vagine. The first vagina. Yeah. You can be like, when you see it in a picture, you can be like, what the hell's going on? Oh, that's true. What the hell's going on there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently Larry didn't draw a vagina on Lois Lane. Just tits? Just tits and heels? (laughs) What if Larry ended up drawing like... Tits on her and just a big dick on the <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. Go maybe for Larry's it. maybe Larry's hey, uh, Maybe his name's Lewis Lane. Who knows? It's the Miley Cyrus of porn. You get the best of both worlds. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> After about eight months of enjoying the pictures he had taken, he got bored of them and decided he needed to get some new ones. He needed a new captive. Now, as you can probably tell, Jerry had struggled in the normal part of dating as a teenager. Mm -hmm. Jerry was a big, oofy young man, and he suffered from severe teenage acne, or acne vulgaris, as his doctor called it. That is brutal. I bet they changed the name since then. Yeah, Yeah. that is so brutal. Oh, my God. Now it's severe eczema. There you go. Acne vulgaris. Can you imagine so going to the vulgar. doctor? <laughs> so that is so mean. You've you got vulgar pimples, you oh. piece of shit. Your pimples are offending me, young Go man. Go scrub Get with steel here. wool and ether. As I'm watching Great British Bake Off, mm. shredded coconut has a strange name over there. Oh. Desiccated coconut. Okay. Like, whoa. I like it. You know, it's a bit extreme. We're going to get into this in between the bumbles because I'm pretty sure I've talked about the Great British Baking Show Ooh. before. It's a good one. It's a good one. All right. When G- when uh, Jerry got nervous, he would often turn ripe as a red cherry. He would duck his head and his <laughs> voice would begin to crack like a prepubescent boy. <laughs> Needless to say, Jerry was about as awkward as they come. In April of 1956, Jerry had found his new captive. Jerry had approached a 17-year-old girl and had managed to talk her into getting into his car. Hey, right there, right there. He's got some... He knows how to spit game. So, like, he can get a date if he wants to. Yeah, Kemper could do, though. So it's like, what? It's like, how? How? Are girls just more trusting? let Let me tell you this, Jordan. It's this game. Now, Jerry... Almost immediately started talking like the two of them were on a date. Ah, yeah, that's <laughs> but, where you go wrong. <laughs> but the girl was like, I only agreed to a short ride, dude. 
Uh, Jerry continued to drive further and further into the middle of nowhere until he finally reached a driveway leading to a deserted farmhouse. Nobody is around for miles. Jerry then immediately dragged the girl from the car and began to beat her. He was punching her face and her breasts. She was screaming as loud as she could, but nobody was around to hear. Jerry was tugging at her clothing and demanding that she get naked, but she was fighting back and trying to get away from him, all while he continued to pummel her. Thankfully, a couple from the farm down the road just so happened to be driving by and noticed the car parked in the driveway of the desolate farmhouse. Nice. Noticing Jerry had been spotted, he told the people who had stopped, She fell out of the car. She's just hysterical because it scared her. Terrible excuse here. Yeah. Obviously, with the girl being covered in blood, they weren't buying this horse shit, Jerry then said. Well, actually, what happened was that some weirdo attacked her. I came driving by and stopped to help. She was fighting him off when I came up, and he took off through the fields over there. <sighs> this guy, he's got he's got these excuses just like... He was wearing a mask. He had red hair. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say, like, <laughs> I feel like this is an excuse you'd hear on Scooby-Doo. God. Like, it was that guy, it was goddammit. Old man Jenkins. I would have gotten away with seeing some boobies <laughs> if it wasn't for you meddling neighbors. <laughs> <sighs> Obviously, at this point, the Oregon State Police were contacted. Good. And oh, they have the beavers coming in. <laughs> and strangely enough, when the police arrived, Jerry openly admitted that he was the one uh, who had beaten the girl. He claimed that he wanted to scare her enough to take off her clothes so he could take pictures of her. When the police searched the, uh, his car, they found the camera and determined that this was, in fact, a premeditated attack. Perfect. Now, the girl was taken to the hospital and treated for extensive bruising and a badly broken nose. So he was hitting her a lot. Jesus, he was swinging dude. at her face for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't, this guy's fucked up. Anyway, the investigators would then search through Jerry's room at home and quickly found all of his stolen lady garments and the pictures of the naked girl. That is not going to make Eileen happy. If <laughs> I know anything all. about Eileen, and I think I do, that's not going to make her thrilled. Here's the question. How is he hiding like a treasure chest full of women's garments from her? <sighs> Where is he putting them? Maybe he was able to like pull up some floorboards and put them Just in the floor joists. You, you would think with a mother like this, like she would be searching his oh, room. Yes. Oh, I, I don't. I don't know how he's hiding them. Anyway, Jerry told them that he did not take those pictures. He only developed them for another boy. What a bitch! Jerry said. I had to. He said he'd beat me up if I didn't. <laughs> what a little bitch! Oh my god. <sighs> Also, the police located the girl in the pictures, and, oh! she, and she promptly told them what Jerry uh, had done to her. Amazing. <laughs> so, either way, Jerry was arrested for assault and battery and taken to Polk County Juvenile Department. Is there a Polk County in every state? I, I think, think so. so. Yeah, I, think I think so. Because like that's the county I grew up in in Wisconsin. I always see Iowa plates with Polk County on them. Oh, yeah. I know where Polk County is. I know where Polk County is. <laughs> we'll have to ask Ashley if she knows. I know where Polk County is. <laughs> she probably knows where yeah. Polk County, Texas is. Now, because of all the charges, Jerry would be committed to the Oregon State Hospital for evaluation and treated in the spring of 1956. When the psychiatrist began to interview him, Jerry told them that he liked sports, but 
he didn't like the rough competition that came with sports. Oh. Jerry said. <laughs> I don't like to fight or to push people around or be pushed around. So I don't go out for any of the teams. What a little bitch. <laughs> Jerry's hobbies included radios, electronics, mechanics, and of course, photography. I mean, that's all fighting. He's good. Donatello. This is not going to get you laid in 1956. <laughs> Maybe it will. I don't know. What do you think? Well, Donatello, I don't think he could ever get laid. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty true. sure all the, the three others were banging in April, but... <laughs> yeah. Nah, Donatello, he's nah. too smart. He loves machines. He does <laughs> machines. Maybe he had, like, one of those weird anime real dolls. That was, was taking care of him. Uh, could be. Uh, Jerry also belonged to 4-H. You and me both, buddy. <laughs> Boy Scouts. Nope. And the Farmers Union. Hell yeah! Ooh. You didn't. You didn't. I, I wonder to that, how Jordan. similar the Farmers Union is to uh, FFA. The union. But I bet they probably yeah. changed the future the name farmers of, of America. Yeah. Oh, they I bet that's it. They probably changed the name. Yeah, I bet it is. Anyway, after the barrage of tests, Jerry Brudos was diagnosed, or Jerry Brudos's diagnosis was adjustment reaction of adolescence with sexual deviation. Fetishism. I think they, I think they nailed it. Yeah, that's perfect. exactly yep. what he is. Now, Jerry wasn't a full-time patient at the mental hospital. He would go through his full day at uh, North Salem High School and then seem to return to the hospital at night, like a work release yeah. almost. <laughs> uh, as time passed, uh, they apparently released a second diagnosis for Jerry, which was... Borderline schizophrenic reaction. This was the catch-all phrase for mental patients in the 50s. Sure. So, like, at that point, they could just do whatever. They could cook yeah. your brain with electricity or yeah. give you well, untreated They couldn't drugs. quite diagnose him with his apples. No. I, I assume, <laughs> like, you, like, let's say one of us goes in there and say, hey, we're depressed or something. And be like, you have borderline schizophrenic yeah. reaction. You're going to have to hey, stay here yeah. now. Here's some lithium, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, after about eight or nine months of his stay uh, at the mental hospital, they believed Jerry was fit to go back into the normal world. But both Eileen and Henry were adamant that they did not want Jerry to be released from the hospital's care until he was fully cured of whatever ailed him. No, Eileen was adamant. Henry just followed along. He's with just like yeah. nodding his head. <laughs> exactly. Yup, yup, yup. This is sure. the way I'm getting laid tonight. Yep, That's yep. right, honey. But Jerry needed some place to go so he would have to be returned to his parents. So he returned to the new family farm located in... Dallas, Oregon. Dias, Oregon. I, I, uh, I, I looked this up because it just said Dallas. I'm like, is there actually a Dallas, Oregon? I can't certainly. imagine him going to Texas. No. There certainly is a Dallas, Oregon, so shout out to you guys. Anyway, Perfect. Good job, Dallas. Shout out. And to say the least, his parents weren't in the least bit excited to see him again. <laughs> of course, Larry is at college being all successful and probably Fucking jerking prick. it to Lois Lane Hentai. Certainly. But old Jerry was a good-for-nothing son that just caused trouble. But things were about to turn around for Jerry, at least Ooh. for a little while. Ooh. Jerry would successfully graduate high school coming in 142nd out of a class of 202. His GPA was 2.1 with an average grade of about a C. C's get degrees, baby. That's right. <laughs> but what is important is Jerry had taken audiovisual and stagecraft courses 
for his electives. His ultimate goal was to obtain an FCC license and become employed at a radio or television station. He's 50 years too early. He could have just done all what we do now and he would have been fine. <laughs> now, pers- you don't need no FCC license to he, be a podcast. He, he could have hosted the half-assed morning show. Well, that's not what he wants. He presumably wanted to work in the electronics part of a radio. Oh, what a loser. He wants to be behind the scenes. He, what an he, AV club loser. He was very naturally gifted at it. Someone who knew him later in life described his skills with electronics as brilliant, but in the same sentence used the word lazy. Just so yeah, yeah. very good. He's very lazy. That's how that works. Jerry was also skilled with electri- uh, electrical wiring and a pretty good backyard mechanic. To be honest, in the 50s, car engines were about as basic as you can come. So yeah. anybody is a backyard mechanic. Truth. Truth. They were made that way. Yeah. It, it oh, I need so to replace easy. a piston. Okay, take off these two screws and just pull it out and put a new one in, basically. I want Jerry Brudos to do an oil change on, like, a fucking Lamborghini or something. Oh, God. He ain't doing it. Well, he ain't doing it. For the Lambos, don't you have to, like, take out the engine to do the oil change? I, I'm sure you No, I think know. you have to take off, like, a skid plate on the bottom. <sighs> I mean, and a I bunch have to do that shit. on my car, to be fair. I've watched a video of Lamborghinis getting their oil changed, and... <clears throat> It's a process. <laughs> so and it's saying, like their oil change bays where they do them at like the dealerships or whatever are like bright white and spotless. Like they don't spill anything. Sure. After high school, he would enroll in a flurry of different schools, which included Oregon State University. Go Beavers. Salem Technical Vocational School. Do you know their sc- Go mascot? Witches. <laughs> Go, Yeah. <laughs> In a very and various other schools, uh, but always ended up with him either dropping out or just flat out quitting. But like many other serial killers, on March 9th, 1959, Jerry joined the United States Army. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> the few, the proud, the army. <laughs> Why do they always seem to join the, the military? There's a lot of them that it's do. It's an easy paycheck yeah, back in I that suppose. day. They probably think they're going to get skills on training or on killing and stuff <laughs> like that. And Jerry would first be dispatched to Fort Ord, Ord, I think it's Ord, in California, and then sent off to Fort Gordon for basic and advanced training in the Signal Corps. Isn't mm-hmm. that like a respected single corps? Single corps. Isn't that respected in the military? Well, I think every company has a signal corps or oh, every unit. They? Yeah. Okay. It's like the radios and stuff. Ah. He's doing comms. Jerry would eventually achieve the rank of E2. Ooh, I don't know what that is. Do you know I'm pretty Jordan? sure that's private first class. <laughs> okay, well. Because <laughs> I think Jerry. E1 is private. <laughs> okay, well. Look, you, you graduate. Something. You, you graduate something. basic training, and you become E two. <laughs> okay, I have a feeling Phil's going to fill me in here. With Jerry's skill and interest in communication and electronics, he probably would have flourished in the army. But his dark desires eventually just reared its ugly head. Jerry became convinced that a Korean girl had came into his barracks one night and crawled into his bunk and tried to seduce what? him. Jerry said, I didn't want her, and I came up fighting and beat her badly. Uh-huh. Hold on now, hold on. The weird thing is, this was just a constant, reoccurring nightmare Jerry continued to have 
over and over and over. I don't know why. That's it's insane. a Korean girl or whatever. I don't know. It's very strange. Interestingly enough, Jerry went to seek the advice from the army chaplain, who then referred him to Captain Theodore J. Barry, the staff psychiatrist. Hmm. After Captain Barry learned the extent of Jerry's bizarre dreams and obsessions, he determined that he was unfit to serve under AR 635-208. So on October 15, 1959, Jerry was officially discharged and was left feeling extremely disappointed, having been, been tossed out over what he claimed was such a minor thing. I assume AR 635-208 is like the... Probably a mental health yeah. something. Sure. Okay. Be That's what guess. I would assume. He's getting booted for being kooky. <laughs> yes. So now, being 20 years old, Jerry returned to Cor- Corvallis, Oregon, to live with his parents once again. Now, initially, Jerry was able to live in the upstairs bedroom. At least... Until that goddamn Larry needed to move fucking back home. Fucking Larry. What does the fucking scientist, the golden <laughs> boy god, need to move back in with mommy for? Get an apartment. Spring break or something. I don't uh. know. So they told Jerry he would have to give up his room in favor of Larry. And then they forced Jerry to move his bedroom into a shed located on the property. <laughs> I mean, that's not that bad. It's kind of like that's a little. Fucked. That I is mean, fucked But up. it's like his own little house. You know, <sighs> tiny this, houses. Think about he was this, ahead of the time. This is a 1950s farm, <sighs> Jordan. It probably had chicken shit still on the fucking floor. No question. This isn't a hobby farm with a nice barn on it. Mm-hmm. This is a shitty shed, dude. That's fucked. That's fucked. Now, after these few events, it seems Jerry's behavior was about to escalate a step further. Ooh. One evening, not long after having moved back home, Jerry had traveled to Salem to run an errand. All of a sudden, he spotted an attractive young woman walking near the telephone office. Hmm. She was wearing a bright red outfit and, of course, high heels. Ugh. Jerry, What just... a debutante. <laughs> Jerry just couldn't keep his eyes off of her. Jerry continued to follow her until she reached her apartment. She was completely unaware that he was behind her. I bet he was hard as a rock thinking about it, too. (sighs) When the young lady began to enter the doorway leading into the apartment, she was grabbed and choked out until she fell to the floor in a semi-conscious state. Jerry just stared at her, debating what he wanted to do next, but he just stole her shoes and ran off into the darkness. (laughs) Shortly after the first attack, he did almost the exact same thing Escalating in Portland. Yeah. Right. This is like the this guy in escalation, like this is the textbook shit here. Alright, yeah. Stalking a young woman wearing those sexy high heels. This time though, the woman fought back, and Jerry was only able to steal one of her shoes. He can only bust half a nut. <laughs> But it didn't matter. He would just return to his shed slash bedroom to enjoy the little treasures he had stolen from these women. Escalation, trophies, it's just, Mm. it's, they might as well have written it all about him. Here's the interesting thing. So we mentioned when he was 17, 18, he had only accomplished orgasm one time. What dream? He couldn't actually come with the shoes. I wonder if it's changed at this point. We don't really know. Mm. We don't know. But Jerry did accomplish one good thing. He finally obtained his FCC license Hell yeah. and had managed to land a job as an operating engineer for the Corvallis radio station, bro. Oh. Hell yeah. 
I can screw in all the new <laughs> wires and speakers. Which, given his life life up to this point, is fairly impressive to land a skilled job not many people would have qualified yeah. for. So, what is the next step for a man like Jerry? Well, to find a lady who would put up with him. Yeah, he's now, gonna try and put down roots, huh? a boy. How he meets his lady is so weird. Now, this will come as no surprise, but Jerry had an underlying disdain for women. No shit. Had zero interaction with them up to this point, outside of with violence, and least shocking of all, being a 23-year-old man was still a virgin. Mm -hmm. But his luck was about to change, and also nothing wrong with being a 23-year-old virgin. Yeah, I Have sex when you're ready. Correct. Now, while working at the radio station, there was a young kid who would decide to hang around, ask questions, and generally just bug Jerry. (laughs) For some reason, Jerry decided to ask this young boy if he knew any girls that Jerry could date. Don't know. (laughs) Don't know. All right. Okay. And wouldn't you believe it? The boy knew 17-year-old Darcy Metzler. Now, Darcy was a very pretty young lady with big eyes and thick, dark hair. She was known to be shy and quiet, but still was never unpopular with the other boys. Sure. She frequently dated boys who generally are considered good-looking. That's her quote, by the way. Yeah. Which was pretty much the exact opposite of Cherry Brudos. <laughs> now, because Darcy's father was such an authoritarian, she wanted some way to get away from her family, and Jerry might just be her ticket. 23 years old. Uh, yeah. She's 17. She wants to get the it. hell away from him. That'll do it. When the young boy first brought Jerry to Darcy's house, Darcy was not impressed. <laughs> Jerry was wearing his paint-stained clothing and made no attempt to clean himself up. He had thinning blonde red hair with a healthy double chin and apparently not someone Darcy would generally go out with. But Jerry knew the way to her heart, Darcy said. I probably wouldn't have accepted a date with him at all, except that he asked me to go swimming. And I love to swim. Hell yeah. (laughs) He was full of fun and full of jokes. I was so shy that I couldn't even get up in school to recite or answer questions. And he seemed so confident. Doesn't sound like the Jerry Brewer else we know up to this point. Yeah, I know. It was really strange. Darcy was the only woman that Jerry didn't seem to be intimidated by. And he treated her really well. At first, at least, he pulled out her chair, opened doors for her, brought small or bought her small gifts and flowers. Absolute gentleman. White knight. Now, what else would help Darcy jump head first into Jerry's mm-hmm. arms? The fact that both of her parents hated Jerry. Oh. You ever seen the documentary film Pineapple Express? I yes. have. This yes. reminds me of the girl that Seth Rogen stayed. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> the first tinge of bad behavior with Jerry was he was extremely jealous. But Darcy just interpreted it, interpreted it as him showing his 
true affection for her, she felt a little protected by his possessiveness. Classic abused, r- yeah. abusive relationship thing. Yeah. Again, it's 19, it's like the early 60s, so I don't know, maybe it's a lot different than now. You know, we know this isn't healthy behavior, but I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Anyway, now in 1962, it seemed the couple decided, why not tie the knot? Let's do it. Darcy said, well, my home life was a good one. There was this feeling that getting married would be much better than listening to your parents. <laughs> no, I can be the parents. Uh-huh. Jerry said, I wanted I wanted someone to sleep with, and she wanted out of her home. Always a romantic there, wow. Jerome. Oh, Always a romantic. And so Darcy would be the lucky woman to take Jerry's precious V card. Woo! Boy getting his dick wet. <laughs> now, an interesting thing was that Jerry never once brought his weird fetishes into their sex life. Darcy always claimed they had a completely normal sex life, but deep down, Jerry was still harboring his deep hatred for women and his need to complete his dark sexual uh, desires, but went surface for quite a while yet. Now, we're not certain if their families actually knew, but prior to their marriage, uh, Darcy was actually pregnant. Whoa. She claimed not a shotgun marriage. She said that not a shotgun marriage. Uh. Soon after they would give birth to their first child, a little baby girl uh, they would name Megan. Darcy and Jerry were just a little happy family uh, for the first few years anyway, and it was fairly normal. Sure. Jerry had found plenty of jobs and was working constantly making decent money. There was only one problem. He just never seemed to be able to keep any one job for too long. But he did spend a great deal of money on presents for Darcy's birthdays, holidays, and anniversaries, as well as continuing to be the complete gentleman that she had fallen in love with. So what this seems like a little bit is Mm. that his, oh man, I hate to use this phrase, but his dark passenger... Is kind of on vacation a little mm, bit, yeah. right? And he's like trying to put on a fake mask to in, the world that he's the family man. In 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 part two, um, his first trigger trigger that leads him to murdering. We're gonna see the second he does that that like dark thing. It's just like full. Once he accomplishes what he wants to, it like full hides and then resurfaces. So. That's fucking gosh. Yeah, he is a textbook is. case of this. He thing. is. He is. Now, as I mentioned, the first few years were. Barely normal. Jerry still did some weird things. Firstly, whenever Darcy did or said something that Jerry didn't like, he became, quote, depressed and sad. And when Jerry got depressed and sad, he would go out around his neighborhood and steal women's undergarments and shoes to make himself feel better. Of course, Darcy had zero clue this was going on. What a fucking dumb baby. What yeah. a big dumb baby! You know, yep. it, it's like he's he's making her feel bad. That's gaslighting. Yes, yes, exactly. That's exactly what he's doing. The second thing was when Jerry and Darcy were home together. Jerry wanted them to be constantly naked and run around without clothes on at all hours of the day. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. Uh, at least until Megan got old enough to understand what was going on, and then Darcy refused to be naked all of the time. Yeah, then you're then you're just crossing weird boundaries. Thirdly, Jerry was constantly wanting to take pictures of Darcy naked and having her pose in certain ways for him, such as having her ride Megan's tricycle while naked with her butt 
hanging over the little seat and her breasts resting on the handlebars. All right. Or having Darcy pose naked on the floor with a nylon pulled over her face. Or having Darcy wear nothing but spike-heeled black patent leather shoes. I've seen a lot of calendars of ladies wearing exactly that. Hey, Snap-on would have loved Darcy right now. Oh, yeah. And Mac Tools. Now, and I, uh, whoever makes tricycles. <laughs> Fisher uh, Price. Tyke. Yeah, tyke. yeah tyke. little tyke. <laughs> Can you imagine that's on the box? Just her naked with her tits on the handlebars. Like, how did this make it to know? Target shelves? <laughs> Be a hot seller with dads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, oddly enough, Darcy didn't mind the pictures that Jerry was taking in black and white because her face, her face was kind of obscured. But those damn colored pictures, she did not like at all. Mm. But Jerry had an answer for that. Jerry said, Darcy, they look at the first or the <laughs> last, and that's all. Meaning that if the first and last pictures were nothing special, the person developing the film would not notice the naked pictures in between. I yeah. feel like that's a lie. It's a huge Absolutely. lie. Absolutely. I know somebody that did digital prints, worked in a digital mm-hmm. print factory. And yeah, if they got... Like photographers that would take nudes or boudoir pictures, they would email them around. Be like, "Oh, got another good one here for <laughs> oh, developing." Jesus. Well, think about this: nineteen sixty-two or three. Like how how much they can get their hands on porn. So the the photo kids are gonna love this shit. There's dude. no. I'd be looking through every fucking yeah. roll of every film I ever got. Think is that a bare kneecap? Oh my god. <sighs> The fourth thing was Jerry wanted Darcy to wear high heels at all time, no matter what she was doing, but they would eventually make her back hurt and she had a bum knee. And they're not good for you. Yeah, and that would make her knee fucking flare up. But because Jerry would get depressed, Darcy just constantly appeased his wishes. The final thing was that Jerry showed little or no interest in their daughter, Megan. If Megan had crawled or walked to Jerry, he would just push her away from himself. He never seemed to want to have anything to do with his child. Literally, the one incident that Darcy later recalled of them being close was the one time Jerry took Megan out and fed the ducks together. That's the only incident she can remember them two liking each other. Or him liking her, I should say. Now, Jerry seemed to like to move around constantly, just like his parents. Over the span of seven years, they would move to 20 or more different locations. Oh, I'd rather suck start a shotgun. (laughs) How the fuck? No way. I don't want to pack and move 20 times. That's insane. In my life. I don't even want to do it in a year. That's fucking insane. Jerry would lose his job, get another one, and they would have to pack up and move. Fuck that. From Corvallis to Portland to Salem. Now, now for a little example of what Jerry was like at work, he was working as a technician for an electronics firm in West Salem. Now, he was friendly with his boss, and his boss said he was literally the best electronically-minded person he had ever met. Tech whiz. Honestly, Jerry could have advanced within the company, but just seemed to meander and never actually apply himself. His boss said this. Well, his first class SEC <laughs> license, he could have run any television or radio station in the country. Damn. But his only ambition was to read, read, and study, and that was the end for him. 
He always carried a bone portfolio with him, filled with letters of recommendation. Each letter was encased in plastic, and he was really proud of those things. They were from college professors and elections experts, character references. He must have shown them to me four or five times. He wanted the people... He wanted people to think he was important. Mm. <sighs> we all know this mm. guy. <clears throat> now, after randomly leaving this particular job, he returned about a year later and informed everyone that the reason he wasn't running a radio station yet was because he had actually enlisted in the Navy and was injured in an explosion of a shell while aboard the ship. God damn it, Jerry. This explosion had actually killed two of his buddies, and he himself had spent the last year in a naval hospital. And because of these injuries, and because his injuries were so severe, he became eligible for a service pension. This is a this is interesting. <laughs> this is interesting because he's got a history of this, including going back to his teacher and mm. explaining. I think mm. that's part of his thing. That's he doesn't want to leave unopened uh, or like unanswered questions. Well, my thing was he seems to always want to overgrandize his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. He, it's not just like I'm actually just kind of lazy and i quit your job it's like no no i had this adventure that's why (sighs) that's why i'm not accomplishing what i should be anyway it is 1967 at this point jerry and darcy had been married for a few years living fairly happily even if jerry isn't very fond of his daughter megan but there is about to be an event which for most is considered to be a happy time in their lives that is about to spiral Jerry into entering the dark, twisted desires he's been harboring. And Ooh. that is the end of part one. Let's go. Part two is going to be all his very Gross. fucked up yeah. activities. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait. I don't think he's as bad as Ed Kemper, but he's, he's, I don't know. Him and Ed have a very weird, like, they want to possess the body. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. Like, they want. The ladies, they want their body and their possession, their corpse, whatever. I don't know. It's fucked up. But, yes, Jerry uh, is quite a... Uh, he could be a bumblebutt himself, too, I think. He, I bit. definitely think he is. He, he's a gomer pile. I'm super glad he has no interest in his daughter. That it's makes fu- me happy. It's, it's funny because... Uh, well, I'm not going to spoil it now, but part two, you're going to be in for a surprise, I think. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh. He doesn't molest anybody, Good. his daughter. Well, thank God. I promise no child molestation. Good. I promise none of that. All right. Well, Cody, fantastic with Hell part yeah. one you. of our second big boy. Mm. Good job. Thank very you. good job. Yes. Uh, if you thought it was a good job, too, you can email us, bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. What's that, Adam? Bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. As always, follow us on Twitter and at bumblebuttpod and Facebook and Instagram at bumblebuttpodcast. Mm, now it's time for the most important part of the show. At least if you ask Cody, the iTunes reviews. I don't think we actually got any new ones. All right, Sons unfortunately, of we uh, were supposed to be getting one. Yes, we were. Uh, you know what? I don't. I don't. It seems like Apple's all wonky right now. If I I'm gotta being check, honest. I'll check that chartable one too. Okay. Because if it's Canada, I think she's in Canada. Okay. That might be That's an international probably the problem review. then. Yeah. We'll have to find it. You can look at all of them on there, right? I don't know. I don't understand that website. <laughs> Sometimes it tells me that we're charting in India, and then it gives me no other information. It's, so kind, of, it's kind of like a heartbreaker app. It is. It, it, is. it brings you up and then brings you down. 
and it, it's all depends on how it's <laughs> feeling. So we got no iTunes reviews. Leave us one. That would please be excellent. Do. Please, please do. Uh, downloads are looking good though, so we're doing I would, fine. I was gonna say, like, uh, from both my podcast and I think uh, the Creeper Real Girls, you can see people are returning to work and like they're listening to podcasts mm-hmm. again. You can just see it. It's so weird to me. It's so weird. You can see it. But, I love it. Keep yeah, going to absolutely. work. Keep driving. Absolutely. I'll I'll stay home for you. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I think shit. That'll do it for all of us. We talked about the Patreon at the top of the show. Right. Buy yeah, a shirt. Right. Please do email me or Buy a message shirt. us. Message one of us, please do. We got plenty of them. We got shirts. Message Cody. Message Cody. Yes, actually, yeah, yes, definitely. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so I think that's going to do it for all of us here at the Mobile Podcast. My name has been Adam. Thank you very much. That has been Cody. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Adam. That has been Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Adam. All right, everybody. I want you all to have fun and enjoy yourselves and have a nice week, unless it's Tuesday. <laughs> Cody fucked this up last week. Like, God damn. Yes, I did. Shit. I didn't know what to say. Shut the fuck up while I whisper <laughs> my outro. <laughs>